Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, hosted by Makiba and Brittany, two former NFL cheerleaders discussing hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and revealing the truth behind the palms. Okay, Kiba, your DNA tests are in. <laughs> you are 100% that bitch, okay? <laughs> Nothing holding you back. Just to quote Lizzo oh and gosh. who's this guy, Shawn Mendes? Yeah, okay. I thought I hated him because he has this song that drove me crazy. What was it called? Stitches or Snitches? Some. Anyway, he had a really whiny voice, but this song is cute. Yeah. What do you think about him being a heartthrob, too? Do you think he's really all that cute? No, he's like yeah. boy next door, John Mayer-ish, but yeah. younger, you know. But, eh. But it's no Mark Wahlberg. No. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, P.S., have you been seeing that there are a lot of pro dance teams, cheerleading teams that have been performing with New Kids on the Block on their tour? They're what? like reaching out to the cheerleaders. I can't even think offhand of the, fun, the ones that I've seen. They should hire us. Oh, my God. <laughs> but they bring the whole, I think the Arizona Cardinals cheerleaders comes to mind. I feel like. Oh, man, there's one other team that I saw. So they are all up there on the stage with them doing, like, a little rock bounce thing. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so. Is that them? Yeah. Okay, or, my sister know. was really obsessed with New Kids on the Block. I got them all confused. New Kids on the Block I probably knew better, but then when NSYNC came along and there was a bunch of other teens, teens, guys, <laughs> groups, I lost count. Oh, okay. Definitely I was a Backstreet count. Boy yeah, see, fan. there's those. See, I keep them all yeah. confused. I can't tell you what's Backstreet versus New Kids on the Block versus anything NSYNC. else. Yeah. My mom forced me to be a fan because I think she was more of a fan than me. So she's like, you want your first concert to be? I was like, no. Like, I knew that even when I was like 12. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, that's not going to be my first concert. So I went to but Deck the Hall Ball instead. Deck the Hall Ball? What's yeah, that? it was like a crazy rock show where there's like Disturbed and Corn and... Yeah, I remember I got, like, contact high, and I'm like, Mom, what's that smell? And then I was like, let's go to Jack in the Box. Like, after the show, my mom was laughing because oh I was gosh. totally high. We're from contact. Mm-hmm. Well, you were young, Wow, we too. are off topic. Aren't we, though? Yeah. Aren't we always? Uh, kind of. <laughs> That's just who we are. But, but we, we know how to bring it, it back. Yeah, yeah we we're... have to welcome quite a few listeners, right? Yeah, I think people... May have stumbled across this little Instagram account <laughs> called Pro Chilling Podcast. Um, in AKA Makiba Rants. MakibaTalkShit.com. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh my god! But gosh. really though, you're 100% that bish because gosh. you can intelligently explain what's going on. There's been, you know, a lot of people joining in the conversation. I mean, some of the dancers that have been impacted by some of the decisions of these teams in the NBA with their own very passionate posts about what's going on. So it's not just me. We're There's a little army True. forming of shit talkers. But yes, we should welcome, though, our new listeners that may have just come across the podcast. We had a bonus episode because of everything that took place last week with the NBA eliminating teams. And after our bonus episode launched, there was one more mm-hmm. team that I think took it the was. cake. Okay. <laughs> well, they even had a little promo video ready to go oh, yeah. to announce the removal. Who are we talking about, Britt? We are talking about, I believe, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes, they had a whole sizzle reel of the new teams that they are coming up with. Five of them, Brittany. Five new teams. Okay, the beginning of the little teaser video, they were fine. You're probably going to outline what they were, but when you get to the dancing dads, Mm -hmm. I was disgusted. That's when I was, I think, ready to throw my computer across the room because it was just a joke. 
dads with their dad bods with a gut with a jersey on doing some cheesy ass little move and it's like you're replacing me with what like that are we serious right now yeah they should be dilfs of disneyland not just dad bods like regular smegular fans because as female fans maybe we would enjoy seeing some hot ass dilfs technically it's dads of disneyland (laughs) either way i wouldn't mind seeing handsome men like Magic Mike perform at games. But anyway, whatever. We're off topic. The point is, the Dallas Mavericks had the dancing animals that they were looking for. And Dancing Dads is just right there. Those two little stunts right there. I'm just... They're just as hairy. <laughs> <laughs> just gross. Okay, what other teams were they announcing? Yeah, so they have the Cavs Dancing Dads. The Yay. Cavs Star Squad. It's a group for young kids that are into like competitive cheer with stunting and all of that. Which P.S. gives me like anxiety. Maybe it's the legal person inside of me that thinks, you know, these kids are really talented, I'm sure, and they perform in front of large audiences and they train really hard. But what happens that game that some kid gets a little starry-eyed, nervous, etc., and hits the four from an accident from a fall from one of these stunts. Like, all in the name of putting all this entertainment out on the court. Like, what happens when that goes down at a game? Right, they're looking like Owen Wilson. Yeah, and what are these kids, child labor laws, when are these kids practicing and going to be performing at games? It's just, we don't know. Then they have the Pogo Leers, and this is like extreme pogo stick stunting where they're jumping 10 feet in the air that's hard but do i want to go to a basketball game and see that then why isn't that even just part of the dunk squad or whatever the hell they're called because it just seems weird to have a whole crew of pogo stick jumping people i don't know if those are men or women probably men but and then they have the two new teams that are basically a remix of not even a remix. They're just replacing the all-female teams for the Cavs and the Monsters. But the Cavs powerhouse dance team and then the Monsters top line dance team. What are those? What does that mean? I'm getting confused. Even I mean, just there's listening. like 20 freaking teams. I can't keep the shit straight either. That's why I'm staring at it on the screen. So they had the Cavalier girls have been replaced with the Cavs powerhouse dance team, which is now going to be a co-ed, hip-hop, blah, blah, blah. We already heard it a million times. Okay. Then the Monsters... They're the dancers for their American Hockey League team, and they are getting rid of them and replacing them with this co-ed dance team. Okay. And they said dancing directly on the ice, so I think they're going to be like our girls, the Winterhawks. I could have sworn we were talking about a team where they're all overweight. That's the Maniacs. The Dallas Dallas Maniacs, or whatever they're called, but it's a bunch of rotund, yeah, dudes. I don't know if they're surviving the cut. Why don't they just the all call it, like, the Cavalier Freak Show and, like, the <laughs> Mav Freak Show and just Freak Show? Because this who's going to keep track of all these stupid teams and I have don't... enough website space, honestly? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, the Cavs website we were looking at has, like, all these tiles and there's, like, nine of them because, you know, we just mentioned the five new teams. They already have a slam squad, which I get they had to change the name of their C-Town Throwdown squad. It basically does all the dunks. Then they have their 216 sticks, which replaced the Q sticks because they changed the name of their arena. So you already got those two teams. Then they already had Wine and Goldies, which was their old crew. And they had the Minis, which is their kids' dance team that performs. <laughs> like, who's keeping up with this I shit? We can't all even. these little teams coming out of, like, a little Volkswagen. Like, dum 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 And they already had the Scream team, which is, like, their hip-hop Scream crew. Team. And that was all male. So they have like nine different things on the lineup already. So they now have more teams available for men. 
no teams available for all women. The only option you have as a female dancer in Cleveland is to do the Cavs powerhouse dance scene that's co-ed or the Monsters top line dance scene that's co-ed. That's it. But we have a new all-male dancing dads bullshit team. (laughs) And we have more opportunities for kids. If you want to learn how to be on a pogo stick, ladies, I guess you can join a pogo leers. I mean, cut it out. This is the shit. And who picked these names? Dancing dads, pogo leers. (sighs) Wow, so original. It's terrible. So they've eliminated their only all-female dance team. We're pissed. A little bit. I mean, I laugh just because it's so ridiculous that it's just laughable, honestly. At this point, I think it absolutely is. But they're added to the list of front office execs that are going to get a nice little letter this week. You know, I did an Instagram live, Brittany. That was really scary. And I know you did I'm, great. You oh did my gosh, great. I don't know how to push these buttons. You want to end it and you're like, fuck shit. And then you're trying to find the button and they're still showing your face and ugh. But I did it because I just felt like we needed to just get out there a little bit and kind of explain the vision of what it is that we're trying to do. And I think some people last week, maybe with the Cleveland announcement too, were just feeling like we don't see the bigger picture. Well, side note, we have a lot of new fans or a lot of listeners, a lot of downloads, what have you, but we can kind of tell that they haven't listened to the previous seasons Yeah. because we had a few, not complaints, or just people raise concerns about us not including all dancers, and mm-hmm. we were kind of like, they obviously haven't listened to the first two seasons. I mean, it's great that we're getting listeners and stuff, but we just want you guys to understand that we have covered a lot of different topics already. Yeah. Um, and it was always included. our, our right. goal to, like, talk about... Pro dancing in general. For all sports. Right. I mean, we haven't even gotten to, like, lacrosse and just all these other Soccer, sports. Soccer, whatever so, has it. Um, we've just been kind of rolling out the episodes as they come along, but we are trying to create a huge community of mm-hmm. pro dancers and cheerleaders. And this is really just as a result of, you know, obviously the decisions that these three NBA teams made. But we do recognize, yeah, yeah, that there are other teams that they did eliminate with these decisions, and that's mainly the Cleveland Monsters dancers that they are replacing with that co-ed team. And then the Kings as well, they have their, the NBA has a G League, like their development league, and they okay. have dance teams. The Stockton Kings dance team is now being transitioned into a gender-inclusive street team called 209 Hype. So it wasn't just the Sacramento Kings dancers. There are these other either development league, minor league, or other sports that some of these team owners um, also own and manage that have also been impacted. So we do see it. The Canton Charge is another one. It's like their NBA G League for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't know if they had a dance scene because it's not even up there, but somebody will have to write us in and correct us, I guess. But the Canton Charge, they're just going to get rotating performances of all these million dance teams that they've created. Right. So we see the bigger picture. It's not just NBA dancers, but we have to kind of ride the wave of momentum and draw attention to it. And while we have it, then we can also bring up these other other points. So So kind of recap the call to action that you were asking on Instagram Live. Great. Oh, put me on the spot. Yeah, like what can we do? (laughs) Like bullet point it out because I need to dumb down for myself. (laughs) So like let's just really get to the nitty gritty and like what can we do? What are we planning to do? Because you have a really strong action plan to make it aware that this is not okay and Mm Even just some acknowledgement to the fact that they caused a huge ripple in the dance community and their local communities. Exactly. No, thanks for that. Okay, step one for the takeover. Okay, so I've been trying to give it out in small chunks on our Instagram story, but it is good for us to break it down. So what's happening this weekend that you'll see once I post it on Wednesday 
is an open letter to the front offices of the Cavs, the Mavs, and the Kings based on their stupid actions and what they resulted in and making all these changes. But there's going to be a section of the letter that are talking points that are going to be very broad to illustrate the impact of the decisions that they've made, the hypocrisy and what they're actually putting out there in terms of supporting women as employees of their organization. So there's going to be, I would say, five to ten bullets, things that I think we can share out. But the idea of the social media blitz is for everybody to post and voice their opinions on some very high-profile accounts. But it's basically taking the conversation that we've been having on our own personal social media accounts and moving that conversation onto these types of sites and Here's some examples, like the individual social media accounts of the front office management for various teams. I'll make that public too. The front office execs, I have a little shit list and it's growing and I have their social media accounts. The team social media accounts, right? So their Facebook pages, their Twitter, their Instagram. Posts. Whoever needs to hear about this, exactly. Ellen, some of the players, yeah, so media outlets, like just whoever you think personally needs to know this post on their page and like tag some friends, tag us so that we see, oh, we need to really like blast this page because exactly. they're not getting much love, but um, we're supporting to... each other out yes. in the social media little universe. And by tagging us and tagging some of your friends, instead of them just liking your comment or commenting below your comment, no, start a new comment that shows that there's more than just one person and it's not just one busy comment thread, but it's other people posting. It's as much noise as we can possibly make in a very organized way so that we are speaking very loudly because that's the date that the letter's dropping. So they Use will that see. to your advantage. I really yeah. appreciate that, Makiba, because sometimes I can't put into words what I'm feeling about yeah. this whole situation. So use it as kind of like a rough sketch, elaborate on it or make it your own. But if you don't know what to say, but one of those bullet points resonates with you, mm-hmm. blast it out and just like support each other. Let's just really have people's phones be going off on Wednesday. Yeah. So we're going to make a link to the letter send and it to send it to whoever you want. You could post it on your Facebook, however you want to do it. Tag us and we will back you. I kind of have been enjoying this little shit talking online, but we won't leave you hanging in terms of people jumping on there and saying, oh, you guys are sluts and belong on a pole. Right. We'll, we'll shut that down <laughs> happily. But that's the idea, you guys. I did ask things to do number three, like send us your top three points of what you want included in these letters. And I got some awesome responses. So thank you guys so much. And what's the hashtag that the hashtag everything that, should be included? Yes. Hashtag keep pro dancers. And we did get a lot of feedback on the hashtag debate. I don't even think you have to be limited to just one hashtag, frankly. Make all of them. Just makeups. I mean, my hashtags are always long, long. as hell. <laughs> like a whole paragraph. Um, I love but, it. But you know, don't feel limited, but just definitely use the keep pro dancers hashtag and whatever else resonates with you. I don't think we have to have just one. Um, but it's nice to agree on what's gonna represent what we're trying to do. And That's the game plan. Wednesday, May 29th is D-Day as far as I'm concerned, but we're going to make our presence known as loud as we possibly can, and we need you to do that. You know, the Spurs dancer uh, alumni that reached out and just mentioned that when this happened to the Spurs, they did the petition, they reached out to news media outlets, and it's easy for people to ignore you, and that sounds like what may have happened for the Spurs dancers. Because there have been three teams, possibly more, This is just a chance for us to hopefully collectively make a hell of a lot more noise because it's a ripple effect and it is definitely impacting more and more people. I know it's been a real funky ass week and I know I probably have more wrinkles in my forehead because I've just been frowning a lot, but we don't want to change how we flow, both as a podcast and just women that are out there. There's so much to celebrate in our industry. So 
we're not going to let that get in the way of our dreams. I know people have moved for these jobs and positions, but there are some awesome teams out there that are still moving forward with supporting their women in great programs. And so maybe it's just an opportunity to consider aligning yourself with an organization that really speaks to your values and believes in their teams. Yeah, and this isn't it. Like, think about that. Maybe Mm -hmm. pro dancing was a stepping stone to another form of dancing or dancing with a celebrity or whatever it is. But now's your opportunity that that middleman, the pro dancing NBA, NFL is gone. Mm -hmm. Just shoot for the stars now. You've had all this training. You've had all this background. Go for just switch it. Take a positive spin on it because... Unfortunately, it is what it is, and we're going to try to make a splash and get our voices in front of people's eyeballs on their phones. But beyond that, it's not the end of the world, and you'll always be able to dance. And think about how much time commitment these ladies have given over the years. We know the toll that it takes on your body, on your life, your relationships. So I think it could definitely be a positive if you allow yourself some breathing room, even because sometimes you don't really focus on what comes after dance, but there's plenty of things that you can do, other things that you're talented at. And so maybe having some time to explore that is also a very positive thing as well. So we're not going to let it hold us down. There's nothing holding me back as the name of this episode is so weird that it's kind of timely. But, you know, chin up, chest out, (laughs) shake it off. We're still fighting. We're We're, not giving up. It's not over. It's definitely not over. And we did look out of curiosity for which NBA teams have posted about their auditions, um, just so we could have the teams who haven't on our radar of who to watch. Some of the teams have obviously been in the NBA Finals, but the Detroit Pistons dancers, Golden State Warriors, Indiana Pacemates, the Bucks, the Magic, the Sixers, the Suns, and Blazers and Raptors haven't posted audition dates yet. I think the Orlando Magic and the Phoenix Suns, I think they had some information, just no dates. So okay. maybe they're in the clear. But no major changes, doesn't like announcements like or anything. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look to be that way. But Makiba's a little psychic, okay? <laughs> and we love, like, just all that psychic stuff, like zodiac signs and whatever. Mm-hmm. So Makiba brought to my attention some very interesting things that she observed about some teams. Yeah. I mean, you know, what do we I know? just think you should call it. Like, I'm let's, just put, let's okay, make a let's bet just, right now. Let's just throw it out. Not that I want any more teams to come up with this bullshit, okay? I don't. And are, I don't want it's it. weird. Let's I think, yeah, in looking at different websites and what they put out and how they promote their dancers and their dance teams and how their websites are even structured, I have my eyes on Philly and the Bucks. We did talk about the Bucks in our Swish Swish episode because they hired a consultant who basically came into the Milwaukee Dancers organization to clean everything up. She changed what they wore. She thought their routines needed to be more wholesome and entertaining for everybody. So we already see the signs, right? They do have different entertainment teams, but I could see them going co-ed easy. You know, but that's like, again, replacing the Bucks Dancers and turning it into the Milwaukee something else, powerhouse dance crew Let's get Buck in here. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. Philly, I was a little disappointed. I mean, obviously the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, expand to be co-ed on the NFL side. The Philly Sixers website has like the 2017-2018 team. There's like been zero investment, at least on their website, around this year's squad and information. But they do have like a page set up for Sixers Entertainment that's got all these tiles, similar to how the Cleveland Mavs are set up, where they have all of these different entertainment options, if you will. They have their old classics crew or whatever the hell their old team is called. And, you know, it's just very interesting. I could see them going co-ed too. Yeah. I could see that. But we got our eye on it. We've been having our eye on it, and we'll definitely keep everybody posted. But fingers crossed there will be no more stupid mm-hmm. announcements of this sort. But <sighs> the NFL yeah. did 
officially wrap up their auditions this for their did. cheer teams. Yes. So we got some teams to cover. I had the Charger Girls. So they, like, late on in this month, the 18th, 19th, I think mm-hmm. they held auditions. And it was just like a weekend thing. They picked 24 girls. There's 15 vets, 9 rookies. We did see some gentlemen in the background at auditions, which I'm not going to lie, it looked really awkward. They were, like, in a pretty small hotel, not conference room, but like what do you a, call those? Um, Banquet room. Banquet room, and everybody was lining the walls and, like, watching each other. Standing. It was a little weird. Like, if you imagine, like, a square, and there's just people lined up against the padded wall watching three people in the middle, which was... Yeah. I would not want to do that. No, a lot of pressure (laughs) and, like, really too close for comfort. But it looked like they had a palm routine and, like, a hip-hop section, and we saw Kristen Holowati there, who we met at Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. Yeah. She's super nice. And it was kind of cool. They got to change into like sweatpants for the hip hop section, feel more comfortable and all that good stuff. But no gentleman made the team. Uh, 24 ladies. Okay. What and then got? The, the Tennessee Titans finished their auditions as well. And again, we talked about it in our click episode that they were moving towards a co-ed team that also did stunting. And so they picked 26 cheerleaders, six men and 20 women, um, but some really crazy stunts. And apparently they're going back to their roots, they say, because they used to be co-ed and did some stunting. So I don't know if alumni came back, but they did express that they were really excited that they were going back to Kind of like the Ravens? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So, you know, they had a big guy out there and totally reminds me of my old stunning partner, Georgetown. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was huge and he just was super strong and could throw you. That's why I was kind of like not having it and like keep me on the floor. But anyway, um, (laughs) but they wrapped their auditions. It'll be really exciting to see what people put out there on the field in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. So... One of the main points that I think is going to be included in your letter is Mm -hmm. that just coming off of pro dance in general, so many other women have taken the opportunity to be entrepreneurs. You're absolutely right. I mean, whether it's women that have um, opened up their own business, designing swimwear for the calendars or audition attire or doing audition prep businesses and offering classes and information, there is an industry out there. So there's broader effects. So if everybody's eliminating their teams and minimizing the number of opportunities for people to dance, it's going to just become that much more competitive. And there are impacts, right? Beyond just women not being able to dance for whatever team right. they were dancing on. But we were lucky enough to meet Simone Miller, and she has Seamaware. Mm-hmm. which is a pro sports dance slash cheer lifestyle brand. I think she's gone way beyond just an audition prep company. She designs audition wear. She has the dance training programs with a staff of very, very talented ladies that have danced professionally. And then she also has other resources online. Mm-hmm. We'll include a link to her website, but she was amazing. To yeah, interview. she's super sweet. And I wish this was around or I knew it was around when I was auditioning because There's seriously opportunities to get the full package. Like, you can get headshots done. They'll kind of give you a mini makeover. You can get your audition attire from her. And then, you know, she has amazing choreographers and current and former and alumni pro dancers in her program that are teaching. And they look so fun. And it's actual technique. Right. It's really awesome. Check out her website. I mean, I think there are different options in terms of locations and um, the length of the programs. But it's like an intensive yeah, like cool. not a weekend intensive either, like a program where you can actually improve upon your skills and reach your dreams. Like there's so many of her ladies that have made it onto teams. So shout out to, they, they call themselves the C 
Simsters? Is that okay. what I heard? Or yeah. Sima Girls? Whatever. But they've been successful and they seem like they've just created a community of people that really um, support one another and they've made the teams and dreams come true together. So it's just so fun. Yeah. And she was so nice to talk to you. And so, doing all of this while she holds a full time job at Gatorade. Like, I cannot. She's a powerhouse. Yeah. I'm excited to see what she is up to next. So we'll just see you on the other side. Welcome, everybody. We are here for our very special episode of our podcast with a special guest, Simone Miller. She is the brains and beauty and just all of the powerhouse behind Seamaware. Hey! And we cannot wait to hear all about the exciting things that you've been doing. So welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. Yay! Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm seriously so stoked. I'm like so excited. This is ridiculous. I love things like this, by the way. So You're awesome. <laughs> Thank you for making time because we know you are a very, very busy person, obviously, just with yeah. it being audition season and all of that. So you're alive and well. Yeah, we've yeah, all you've been selected in the NFL at least, right? Yeah, exactly. Halfway <laughs> through. Trying to get through August. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Um, so I am originally from the Bay Area. Um from the Bay, born and raised, California, for those people that are not from California. (laughs) Uh, And um, I actually, I didn't start dance right away. So I'm like one of those late ones. Um, Yeah, (laughs) late (laughs) dance for all the late ones out there. I actually was a gymnast first. So I was a gymnast for, I believe, what, 15, 16 years. So yeah, my whole life was on like a different path. Like I thought I was gonna go to the Olympics or go into college and do like gymnastics in college, and that definitely did not happen. (laughs) So I actually started late. I performed when I was younger, though. So I did a lot of performances. In high school, I choreographed stuff, like, with no real, like, experience. So I was just kind of, like, throwing myself out there. And then eventually, I ended up going to UC Riverside for college and randomly auditioned for the dance team, again, with no experience and kind of just made it. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm definitely not the norm. I will put that out there um, in the sense of like, it just kind of fell into my lap. And yeah, so I did that for four years out in UC Riverside. And while I was in Riverside, I was also training. So I was like, okay, I want if this is what I'm good at randomly, then I want to like train and actually get signed and do the whole LA life. That was going to be my path, actually. So I decided to, I'd never went to parties. I didn't do anything. I was extremely dedicated. Everybody can tell you I was really MIA and like socially awkward. <laughs> like <laughs> as far as like a college life, I did not do. <laughs> um, and so instead I drove to LA, I took classes. I was a part of a dance company out in LA and I ended up getting signed right before I graduated. What was your major in school? Because you're- uh, Political science. Oh, yeah. okay. I was like, yeah. she had to be a business major. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did political science. I thought I was going to go to law school. So that was my whole thing okay. too. I'm a little bit of an uh, overachiever. I do everything. So I was going to go to law school. That was my whole path. I was going to get into entertainment law. Didn't do that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> a little too much work. Yeah. Um, so instead I got signed to DDO um, out in LA for commercial and dance work. And I did that for a couple of years and tried to do the whole... LA life auditioning for different artists and all of that and then ended up auditioning for Warriors one year didn't make it and then auditioned my second year and then ended up moving back to the Bay Area and that's where I became a pro dancer. So cool any name you can drop in terms of your LA tour? Oh my gosh no well not anything crazy I um worked with a lot of like unknown artists that never really like blew up 
you know, uh, it was more just auditioning and that life is really tough and really competitive. And like, it is rough. like financially and all that. I'm still amazed. Um, we have a couple of girls that we dance with that have recently moved down to LA and they're definitely doing the whole circuit. The whole, I mean, that's some serious. Oh yeah. Skills, I feel like it's serious. I mean, I was luckily enough to, uh, where was I working at the time? I worked for a fitness company. And they were actually very flexible with like me auditioning. So you don't really find that. I will say, and I will get into this too, but I'm huge on just like manifesting what you want in life. And so I didn't really get serious into that until probably like two years ago, I would say. But even back then, if I said I was going to do something, I would just literally just do it, like visualize it and do it. And so I, a lot of people would be like, you've got a lot of lucky situations, but it, I think it's more of just really seeking into, into, into existence. So awesome. I think both of us can totally relate to that. Yeah. Um, I was one of those people that like read the secret and all that stuff. Uh, but it's definitely I think it's powerful yeah, it's for very sure. powerful I think you yeah you really do have to believe it and knowing what you yeah. put the work that you put into it to kind of give you that sense of confidence and belief that it can happen because you're preparing as best you can and mm-hmm. just believe in possibilities you have to be passing that on to your trainees oh yeah it's oh, like it is like the heart and soul of everything is the mindset what you're saying to yourself um, we do meditations even in our training program. Yeah. yeah. So it's very like a lot of people don't really know because you just see what you see online, but we go deep and we spend hours and hours and hours um, every Sunday. Like it's not just like a coming in and taking a dance class. Like we're actually digging deep into like reshaping dancers from the inside out. So so and making awesome. connections. It sounds like your program's not like cutthroat. Like every time you're in the studio, it's like an audition and you probably feel like overwhelmed and insecure or whatever. It seems like very uplifting and like you can do it. Oh yeah. We, and, but I also will say that we're very tough. <laughs> so yeah. it's like the competition is not against like with each other, uh-huh. but I'm definitely, I think I brought a mix of the LA world mm-hmm. and then the pro world and then my personal beliefs into this program. So like the grit and the toughness that you need in LA, that's kind of come. And then the pro of just like the glamour and like getting yourself together and coming your best self. And then just who I am, <laughs> right, <laughs> like throwing right. that in there. So it's a mix of everything. It's it's definitely unique, I would say. So, so yeah. That's the reality. It is such an interesting mix of the glamour, but business and just cutthroat cut a little bit sometimes. you know you're not gonna always yeah. make it so exactly and then dealing with that rejection if you do mm-hmm. get that rejection because even before I made Warriors I auditioned for Clippers Lakers when I was in LA Chivas at the time this was like a while back and I would always get to a certain point but never make it and I had a hard time dealing with that so I think I we really prepare girls for all aspects and really, like, if you don't make it, then, like, understanding that it is a business at the end of the day, and then how are you going to handle that, you know? Yeah. Is that something, oh gosh, I mean, everything that you're mentioning, we, I know we've, like, talked on different episodes about, you know, just what a shame it is that we don't have more options like that locally, because what you get is a dance class for adults, but it's just not really helpful in terms of preparing you for what you would experience in a pro audition, definitely yeah. for the long-term basis, or you have the audition workshops for the team, but it's not really helping you build any real momentum and in, in sharp yeah. skill set or shaping your attitude and your mental towards approaching auditions. So are you going to expand this to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's funny, we did do a little test in LA and 
it went pretty well, but it's hard because at least for me, I'm a little bit of a control freak and then just finding the right people to like really build it the way that you want to build it. And then I'm already just stretched so thin. So that's where like, luckily now I have a team out here that I've kind of, that has worked underneath me. And so now we're able, I'm hoping next year to go to a couple more places um, and even if it's not a full-on program, but just test out smaller, like three or four day things, just kind of see, you know? So we are looking into that, but I also don't want to get too ahead of myself because I'm a lot of, I'm a dreamer and I don't want to overpromise and not deliver, you know? Yeah. So. You establish yourself as a leader in this space and where people actually respect what you're doing. And so when it's ready and the time is right, you know, I think it'll just naturally flow. It's not something where you're everything. Forcing it, yeah. <laughs> We have like five cities by, you know, 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Just taking our time. We'll see. Bay Area is super lucky to have you and just having all these awesome trainers. So how did you go about selecting the trainers for your program? Oh, yeah, that's a great question, actually. I am... I'm very particular when it comes to choosing. So actually, I'll take a step back. Normally, I'll give anybody a chance in the in a sense, you know, if I just see like you have some quality to you, I'll give you a chance. I'm usually stalking people on Instagram, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, stalking people on Instagram, yeah. Using some of the connections I've already had from Warriors, but then also like finding new people that keeps it young and fresh because I danced. I'm old, you guys. I danced a long yeah, time. Right. So, okay, time out. How long did you do Warriors then? So you tried out, didn't make it, second time, made it, and then... One year, one and done. One and done? One and done. Wow. Yeah, one year, and that was it. And so I think that's why it's also crazy that all this has happened, because I'm like the least person that you would expect. Yeah. <laughs> like one year, and that was all I did. I just did 2013, 2014. So one and done. And then um, was there quite a gap between starting SEMAWARE? That's a good question. So SEMAWARE started in 2016. So two years after. You seem so established, honestly. It hasn't been that long. And it actually, 2016 is when I actually started the clothing side of it. Okay. And then 2017 is when it was released and then all this happened. So it's only been two years. Wow. So, yeah. Well, you started with the apparel, which we'll just have to side note that for a minute so we can come back to it. Yeah. Like, to know that you started with the, the dance wear, the apparel first yeah. before getting the training is kind of crazy. So how did you select how to, to grow this out with your training program? Yeah. So as far as like dancers, I will just look on Instagram. If you have any kind of talent, I stalk, I message, I find your email, <laughs> find a phone number. I'll get your information somehow. And then um, I usually just bring them in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always there. So like, even when we bring in choreographers, I'm very vocal in the room. Like I'm still kind of leading everything, mm-hmm. even with bringing guest choreographers in until I've seen how they teach and then they can kind of like take over and that's that. And then I have people that have been under me for a while um, where it's like they just know how I roll and like what I'm trying to get out there. So it's not this intense like training process, but if you come in and like, I don't really feel your vibe, I'll thank you for your services, but <laughs> you know, I probably wouldn't bring you back. So hard to do, but you're giving dancers more work too. So just in that, it's amazing that they can come and try to show off as an instructor. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I really try to make an effort to promote everyone that is our teacher, like, and in a way create like a fame that we deserve. Yeah. You now, like we all, we're, we get this like fake, kind of fake platform from like the team, but not individually. And so that's kind of where I make an effort to really be like, no, this, we are talented people. So right. I'm going to show us off. 
on the small little platform that I have. <laughs> awesome. well, we, we interviewed Patricia second okay. and um, that was one of the first few times that we were hearing about your program, but super, super talented. Like, I mean, you don't just yeah. retire from being an NBA or NFL dancer or cheerleader with all of that experience. And then there's just, that's it. You, you yeah. have a lot that you could share with us. You can start a podcast. You get <laughs> <laughs> But no, that's super true. No, I mean, so giving people a chance to utilize all that background and training is is awesome. And in a very genuine way, we've seen other examples out there without naming any. And it's all good. It's just people have different approaches. Exactly. Yeah. So did you have this vision for it in terms of like how you wanted everything to work? Or did it all kind of come together as you were going along? The second one, for sure. (laughs) Um, yeah, Yeah, I definitely did not see this coming. Um, But I do think with every year, every program, it's like the overall message just gets a lot more clear. Mm -hmm. So when I first started, I had no intentions. I was training people on the side doing privates. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of how, but it was like a small amount, I would say like seven or eight girls at the time. And then after the clothing happened, the next step, I was like, okay, well, now I don't have the time to do privates anymore. So I have to make a bigger program. But then I didn't want it to just be just a dance class because you would lose like the individual relationships that you have when you do private. Some of those first girls are like, I like love them. Like I truly love them. And I didn't want that to like go away. And so then with each program, I kind of made a little bit more sense of what we were doing. Thrown every single time. So we went from 30 to 50 to 65. So it's just, it's growing. Yeah. So awesome. I have a question, I guess, in terms of when you were doing privates and you were kind of starting out and realizing that you had something that you could offer. Did you, did you charge up front or is it something that you built up to, to decide I can make a business out of this? I was very reasonable. I was too reasonable when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was definitely, I would hear what other people were charging and I just did not, I was nowhere near that. And I, after a while realized like just for the amount that I'm putting out, like I have to start charging a lot more and understanding just your own like worth, you know, yeah, um, shying away from that. Yeah, exactly. And so it, it took some time and it's still something that I'm getting used to because I don't like feeling like, I don't want anybody to feel like they're not getting what they deserve in a, in a sense. And even though I know that now from like the success, it's still yeah. it's kind of that fine line of like, I always want to be fair, but then now that it's now business too. It's like really understanding that, okay, we have to make some real business decisions now. And, you know, people are paying for the, you know, $800 tax. So you have to pay every year and like things like that, that people don't realize like all the expenses. And so you have to kind of step it up. And I think this year, the end of last year, that's really happened. So yeah. Well, good for you. Cause it's yeah. not easy to put a price tag on your for services sure. and your work yeah. and definitely where you're wanting to help people, which you can tell that that's one of your goals, obviously. Um, it's very tempting to undersell. Yeah. Stop doing discounts. I used to like to get people in beforehand. I would do discounts. I would do things. I would do a lot of giveaways and I kind of stopped doing all that just because now when I really know the worth of the program and, and myself and not just me, but also my teachers and people that I bring in, like, I want to be able to pay them right and not just lowball people. So that more business decisions have to be made because of that. So, Um, and as long as we don't change the underlying of like who we are, I think it's, it's fine. Oh yeah. And 
you get what you pay yeah. for, you know? Yeah. And seriously, I think for anybody that's able to invest financially in their future, whether it's training, education, you, it's like a give and take and, you know, you get what you pay for. I love that you offer different like payment options just to make it affordable for yeah. people. You know, let's struggle out there and this. I, I just really applaud you because I think it's easy or for whatever reason, sometimes with women, especially working with other women, you want to help and you, yep. you when your heart's it. in it, you feel bad charging, it, you know, yeah. but you've right. got to do both so that yeah. the program can continue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so thanks for that. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. You always need a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> You're worth it. Yeah. And you've had such a, ooh, oh, go ahead. no, go continue on this. <laughs> this is good. Well, I mean, just to speak to the value on the other side of it, right? Because you've had quite a few successful candidates go through your mm -hmm. program that have made it onto protein. Yeah. So I was just hoping you could speak to that. Yeah, we've been lucky enough to have girls on all Bay Area teams. I don't even, I'm the worst when it comes to numbers. That, I probably yeah. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> um, but I, I think, we, do we just have, what, 10, 11, 9? Somewhere in that range for Gold Rush um, that just happened the year before for Warriors. We had an 8. I believe. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Then for NFL the year before, or like the that same season, five or six, I would say. So, um, really good. Yeah. yeah. That's been a really great, like, success rate. And then also, we've had a lot of people go through finals. And more than anything, I will say that, like, just seeing people grow as dancers, even more than, like, the pro world, has been crazy. And I, <laughs> I'd be the first to say, there'd be some people who are even like, Oh, it's going to take a good three years to get you there. And like out of nowhere, like within three months. And I'm like, where did this person come from? That is so insane. So like, even that is just more impressive. I, I think for me personally, than the actual number of people that make teams, because I'm like, you can go do something else. Like, like yeah. you are now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Do you guys have a lot of like semi-pro teams in the area, just in terms of other options besides like, the, you know, the Warriors, the Raiders and the 49ers? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and it's unfortunate because I feel like in other areas, there's so much, so much. Mm -hmm. And we have just, especially now with this program and not just, program but just other people that are doing privates and things like that we have a lot of talent in the bay area like mm -hmm. a lot and there's just not enough resources and we're about to lose raiders yeah that's sad yeah so we're about to lose raiders game we really so enjoyed it fun. oh yeah, my gosh it when did you guys go was it recently this was two was it two years, years already last year last year no, it was two years ago. Was it? Preseason game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was such a fun trip. We yeah, had such fun. We had you guys have to come back, hang with me. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, flies on the wall during your training program. Oh, my gosh. Yes, come. You guys are welcome anytime. Like, we're there every every weekend. Don't <laughs> oh, make me dance. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I got to practice for your come. practice. <laughs> You'll come, still dance. We bring everybody. And I think that's a great thing, too, is, like, we have both pros come in and dance as well as trainees. So everybody's dancing together. There's no like weird hierarchy thing. Everybody's just there to like dance and help and have fun. So have you seen um, guys showing up with the, the popularity of guys coming to audition? So would you accept males in your program? And have you seen any? I would definitely accept males. Um, we've had one come into like some of our pop-up technique classes. And I think our first year we had like a couple of trial classes that were not the full program. And so he mm -hmm. came into that, but um, not that many. I am a little bit shocked because I would have thought there would have been more for how right. things have, are like changing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's been really it. So I have more confidence than like yeah, girls in general. I, I just, I'm going to make it. I'm just going to show up. You never know. You never know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was about to yeah. say. Yeah. So, 
pivot to you starting off with the fashion world because you have a lot of cute things up there. Yeah. So you make these all yourself. Like what is going on over there behind you? (laughs) (laughs) So I actually use a manufacturer. Um, so they produce it. I'm not sewing. I cannot sew anything for my rhinestoning one at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I actually have a machine, so I don't do any of the rhinestoning or anything. There's an actual machine that does it. Um, but I, it's like so weird actually how this started because I don't have a fashion background. I have no, I'm actually probably the least girliest girl ever (laughs) find until warriors kind of changed (laughs) it. Warriors changed me a little bit so I can say I'm a little bit more girly now but I just was not that girly so the fact that this is like rhinestones like what like that was never mine (laughs) so oh I was working for a tech company in San Francisco and I knew I wanted to leave I was like I don't want to do this anymore this was like late 2015 I thought I was gonna go back to LA and get into casting and I actually got a casting position to like be on the other side of talent which is wow cool yeah got a position packed up my car drive back to LA I woke up and just didn't go like I just something just didn't feel right I've never been like that either normally I would just no we're gonna try it until (laughs) it works you know and I was like it just was not settling right and so I didn't do it and two to three weeks later I came up with the idea of doing Seymour so like I know pro um I felt like there wasn't a lot of companies out there that really represented like dancers. It's like everybody's been around for a really long time. And, and background too. You know, you need yeah. to wear quite a different costumes for that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. So so I'm not super foreign to it, but it definitely was a whole year learning curve of understanding like what I needed to do, the right people I needed to find. I do design everything, so that's cool. Um, but then I just take my little sketch pad and the colors that I want to put together mm-hmm. and I go to the right people. I'm like, okay. If this can't happen, tell me. <laughs> yeah. And do you make it on demand based on orders? No, we're the opposite. So we do everything pre-made. Everybody else's custom takes about two to four weeks. And it could be taking even longer at times, depending. Um, and so we just pre-make everything to make it simple, make it easy. Um, and if you order on a Monday, we ship it out on a Wednesday. So you get it a lot faster, a lot sooner. So yeah, that's kind of how it started. It's just really random. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adding different things just based on inspiration to your, to your lineup. Yeah. So it's funny because now that it's growing, I feel like the clothing is, I don't have the love for it. Like I do for like teaching and mentoring. I could just see Timo going in so many different directions that I now moving forward, I'm like keeping it small. You know, mm-hmm. I definitely am not going to have the whole shebang, you know, but one thing I will say is that we've really taken the time to source our fabric to really make it stand out, even though it's simple and clean lines, nothing crazy, nothing. And so because I think we've taken that time, I think it's okay to kind of have smaller amounts, but with good quality. But just to, you know, like help you stand out, like you said, and in the right kind of way without it being too... Because some of those costumes are getting a little crazy, let's be honest, like tassels and like stuff hanging out. It's cute, but... A lot of weird skirts going on and right. just... Um, yeah, we're, I can barely dance. So like, can I just like, fit, you know, step yeah. in? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just a huge fan of less is more in, in, in a sense. So there's a lot of craziness out there and it could be for some people and some teams actually yeah. really like things like that. So right. I'm not knocking anybody, but I just know for me personally and for like my brand, I want it to be very, very clean, nice colors. I'm just thinking of your portfolio of everything that you offer. Is there a season that you're doing the the training leading up to audition season? 
and now that we're in audition season and there's something else that you're kind of focusing on or it's insane so um i would say so from january to march we're in a training program um while i'm in that training program i'm planning the next training program so that's kind of like the time frame i'm like teaching and planning once we get into we have auditions april at least it's my birthday month i take a break don't do anything (laughs) Um, and then from um may through july august we are training and then i am focusing now on well it's a little different this year focusing on a new event that we're doing in september which i'll talk about and then usually right after september through the end of the year, I am planning for scenes. Clothing. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, and then like getting all our models together and all that stuff because then we have, we're right back in. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. So what's the new stuff? What yeah. So uh, I can't say too much <laughs> on it yet because it's still mm-hmm. developing and I don't like to give anything away too soon, but we are trying to expand um, to all dancers and not just in the pro world. And focusing really on development still. So that will still be the underlining thing for everything, but in all aspects. So career-wise, like if you need help with interview, again, going back to life training, I think I've always been a little bit scared to tackle all dancers because I knew I was really great with being really niche and like figuring out what I want to do. But now I think it's the time to kind of go back to what I started the LA world and before the pro world and just target all dancers. And it still be female dancers female empowerment always but we're doing a couple of different things I have lined up and I'm super excited so that's so exciting that's awesome you're first on the pro (laughs) (laughs) no but that's super exciting you know and we're obviously doing different things but it's just so interesting to hear just how the journey sounds very similar in terms of you just kind of go for it and you go full ahead and then you realize oh my gosh this is all that goes into this And then you just get your footing and you're just trying to keep building and staying true to yourselves. and Exactly. And, and watch, like, you'll see, like, Sunday you'll wake up and you'll just be, like, exploded. That's why I'm, like, so excited for you guys. Cause I'm like, I just know. Sooner than later, like, it's time for this to happen. Especially when you're the first. It'll explode, I'm telling you. So we're excited. I was retired for one year longer than Brit, but just being able to observe the industry as a whole. I mean, I just feel like I'm like the ultimate cheerleader at this point because I'm (laughs) literally for everybody and just so excited to see people, you know, reaching their goals and Mm -hmm. achieving their dreams. The more that we have this like sense of community and connection with each other, thank God for yeah. social media to be able to stalk people mm-hmm. and find people and, and so yeah. forth. just being able to connect, but it's just a beautiful thing. Like I think we felt it when we were in DC and just being able to see people who had listened to the show and, but you're helping people. And I think that's yeah. just what's probably the most rewarding and, and yeah. too to hear. Yeah. And just to even talk to you, like you're the ultimate. So. Gosh, thank you guys. That's so nice. (laughs) I mean, what's been like the most challenging part of coaching, I would say, from like a personal development angle? Like, what is the biggest challenge that you think that a lot of dancers are really struggling with from like the mental or emotional aspects of what we do to try to make a coaching team? That is actually a great question. I think the one thing that I see when people first come in, and I guess it's kind of obvious, it's just the true lack of confidence that um, it literally just exudes out of people's body. It's something that you can't even fake. If, even if they try to fake being like, I'm a great dancer, it just is not believable because they truly just don't believe that. 
So I think that is always a struggle because it takes a while and it takes a couple weeks. And I think that's the great thing about this program is that it's a long time. It takes a couple weeks for them to really start to see themselves getting better. And then you see that confidence grow. Really, really grow. Yeah. And it's nothing against day programs or two day programs. Part of the reason why I've like tried to really stay away from it, even though I'm starting tests now is because really think dancers need a long period of time and consistency within that time to really turn around their mind and their body. So that's definitely the biggest struggle. And then I will also say on my end, which I have to get better at, I get so frustrated because I always like, like, come on, you guys, like, just <laughs> do it already, you, you know? So like, and it's always a constant thing of them trusting the program for 10 weeks, which I will say now that we've had so many people go through multiple programs, it's easier because mm-hmm. they're the ones that are kind of like the cheerleaders in the class and like, picking everybody up so I don't have to do as much but I think that is definitely the challenging part believing in themselves which just takes forever (laughs) like you said like I won't say like a false sense of confidence but with social media these days and you Mm kind of get to follow specific dancers like that are on Instagram and everybody tries to make it look so easy I guess and people think that basically you can walk into that and deliver that without a lot of training Mm -hmm. and hard work that goes into it and no there's a process to building up to this and Exactly. And then obviously you're going to have those people that make teams that don't work hard, like obviously. But I will say that it is way more rewarding when you do work hard and you make a team. Because, I mean, I can't really speak on the other end, but I just know that feeling of like getting rejected a billion times. I know that feeling of like putting my all into something and it's still not happening. And then when you do get that special moment, you're like, wow, like, Like I did that. And that is something that if you don't work for it, I feel like you just don't have the same appreciation for it. So super true. You appreciate it 10 times more. Yeah, no, you do. I feel so old school saying it where it's just like, you don't appreciate it. It's it's just true. I think um, not to say that people don't have their own struggles, but it's something about this world in particular. And maybe it's just dancers in general. Right. But, you know, when you put that time in and you're really pouring your everything and you're not getting a lot of feedback so that you can grow and develop, you're just trying to figure it out. This big mystery of what does it take um, right yeah it's it feels huge when you really do make it I can only imagine the testimonials like when people make the team and they're screaming <laughs> yeah. and just so excited to let you know yeah we have crazy messages because we also I want to give away all my secrets but we pay attention to each girl individually each of them have like a private message that all of our coaches are like talking in and like constantly giving like feedback and so like one a person does make a team or something and then you just or even people like make finals and they're so grateful for that and I'm like Jesus girl like like and reading some of the things that they write you're like wow like I really am doing like what I'm supposed to do in life even if it's not in the pro world I know like this is what I'm supposed to be doing as far as teaching and leading people so yeah well we love 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 that we finally got to meet you yes and hear all about it like people will get a link below to your website I definitely encourage everybody to check it out I think it'd even be worth like your three-day because you do offer not to give a commercial before we (laughs) wrap up but you do offer three to four day clinics right and then you know obviously your training program so even if they live in the Bay Area there are opportunities right to be able to yeah so obviously the Bay Area one is the long one which is kind of hard for people to come out but I always tell anybody like to email me because I do have people that will like fly in for a class or two so they're not part of the program I'll still like have them come in it's not a huge deal 
And then LA, we are having our two-day workshop June 9th. And then in September, our event out here, our conference in the Bay Area, September 8th or 9th, whatever that Sunday is. And that is a one-day event. So, and that will be a bigger event where people can kind of fly out and whatnot. And that will be like an all-inclusive development day. So people can find us. You can always find us. Just email me. Did you have any locker talk for us? I had like a random, like, it wasn't a real stalker. I just called him a stalker on Instagram. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Wait, what's his name? We might know. <laughs> right? Who is it? Made a collage of like all my like pro pictures and like would constantly post and like literally asked to marry me on social media. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, she had somebody sitting her cassette tapes with love music on it. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> oh my God. That is insane. And I will say, like with Warriors back then, we were a lot more, I think, exposed than, I don't know why actually, now I think about it, than now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a smaller team back then. So I think people just really knew who we were. So it was crazy back then. You got to travel together and, yep. and yeah, it's the way of what you're doing and where you are, yep. but you kind of got to realize that there are creeper stalkers, stalkers. I mean, we're stalking, but we're safe. You know? It's nice to hear that other people were doing it too. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Better when we're hearing about um, when we interviewed Sequoia from Black Girls Cheer and she's like, literally, that's all she does. It's, it's like, like, you know, right, right, right. and I'm like, that's, that makes me feel better. Yes. You know? Yeah. We're monitoring our world, so we'll be keeping an eye out for what you're up to. We appreciate you spending time with us and sharing about all the work that you're doing and just keep doing it. It's such a great program, and cheers to all of your instructors and great group of ladies. Yeah, it seems like an awesome, awesome group of women. So Thank you, guys. It was great to meet you. What do you think of Simone? She's the best. So impressive. I just want people to be inspired by somebody who has their shit all the way together. What she's been able to do in such a short period of time is very, very, very impressive and inspiring. I think for people, again, this is there's nothing holding me back, but think about things that you could be doing other than dance and how it can relate to dance, how it can support and build and contribute to the dance community and just be inspired. I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of options and whether you're teaching or writing about dance, covering dance. I mean, there's a newsletter, the dance newsletter that I shared with you. There's a woman in New York. She just goes around to different performances and she started a blog. But there's so many options, guys. And I just thought her interview was really... It's such a competitive field. Mm -hmm. Like, we've picked an art form that's super competitive. Don't give up, you know. Even Simone had to try a few times. And she was like a trained gymnast. Just don't take it personal and just always work to improve and see what resources are out there so that you know, you can become a well-rounded performer. Exactly. Thank you, Simone, so much for spending time with us. We really appreciate it. Can't wait to meet you yes. in person. Okay, so now our next segment that Makiba invented recently, you can check out my Drop It Like It's Hot segment last episode. Uh, we have a Drop It Like It's Hot where you have to answer rapid-fire questions, and it's Makiba's turn. I'm so scared because I'm probably going to end up saying the dumbest, inappropriate shit. I said dumb stuff. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. Ready? No. Let go. (laughs) Boxers or briefs? Boxer briefs. The combo of them. Really? Oh, yeah. They hug the thighs. I thought they both did. No. Boxers are boxy. Yeah. Briefs are tidy whities Oh, okay. Boxer briefs are those ones that hug the They are the best. Okay. Okay. Theme song of your life right now. Oh, shit. Come on, fast. God damn it. These are hard. Um, Backing it up. Okay. Coffee or tea? Tea. Favorite date idea? Sex. Oh. 
Oh, I'm just oh, kidding. No, I'm saying I'm, I'm blushing. No, um, a wonderful date with sex included at the end. Okay. Okay. <laughs> NFL or NBA for the sport? NFL for the dance NBA. Uh, favorite curse word? Fuck. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Single rose or flower or a bouquet? I'm a bouquet person. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather have to wear wet socks the rest of your life or a bucket on your foot? <laughs> Brittany knows how much I hate feet. Wet socks? I cannot do wet socks. A bucket on my feet? Yeah, so you'd have to walk around work everywhere. It's like attached to your foot. Like a big five-gallon bucket. Step comb, step comb. <laughs> wet socks. I'm thoroughly <laughs> grossed out by that, but yeah. Feature you notice first of the opposite sex? Crotch. <laughs> Eyes, uh, eyes, eyes. <laughs> and what's your alter ego? Lachey. <laughs> you have a name for your alter ego? <laughs> I did not know this. Lachey. My middle name is Lachey, but yeah. when Lachey comes out, that's like... Oh, shit, okay. Real. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and that's all I have. You passed. <laughs> How many answers were about sex? <laughs> 20. We have a lot coming up, obviously, so stay tuned to our social media accounts, right? We are posting information, obviously, about our social media blitz on our Instagram, Twitter, Approach Your Podcasts, and YouTube. We have a few listeners that are out there on YouTube, so thank you for listening and commenting. And our Facebook page is up now, y'all, so we might be using that to post the letter as well, so... Feel free to go and like the page and share on your Facebook. We've gotten a lot of emails, just people voicing concerns about teams changing and just reaching out to voice their support, and it's amazing. So we really appreciate it. But we do have a hotline bling. It goes straight to voicemail. You'll know that you called it because it's like some weird crackly audio of me saying, welcome to the hotline <laughs> bling. It is 513 513- Four eight zero six seven one four. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Give us an email. You guys are tagging us on Instagram, and it's awesome. And let's blow up Instagram today. Let's do it. All the information will be on our social media sites, so check it out, and let's do it. All right. Until Until next time. Keep your eyes on the sidelines. I've got my shit together. (laughs) That will never happen again. We'll see you next time. Bye.